This is Self-Awareness for Everyone. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, tools for applied guidance for mindfulness, non-toxic positivity, and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, let's talk about overwhelm. Does everyone experience overwhelm from time to time? Absolutely, yes. But not everyone chooses to actively reduce and separate themselves from overwhelm. What exactly is overwhelm? Overwhelm is when you have things piled upon you, and these might be literal or figurative. More likely than not, they are metaphorical and figurative. And they are things that will primarily impact your psyche, your mindset. They will be thoughts and feelings and ideas and concepts and notions, some from within and a lot of them from without that will just be put one on top of another, on top of another, on top of another, and then a few more. And then because you haven't had nearly enough, we're going to add a few more. And then before you know it, you are completely overwhelmed. That's what I'm talking about. Virtually everybody experiences overwhelm in some form or other along the way. And a lot of this is because our society is utterly full to overflowing of overwhelm. There is a constant state of doing and being and going and, I mean, take your pick. Everywhere you turn, they're trying to sell you something. Everything you do, they're telling you you're not doing enough. And before you know it, it's just a constant barrage of information and ideas and concepts. And you just, it's so overwhelming. It's so much. And human beings were not designed to have overwhelm be our default. Yet, here we are. Our society practically demands that you accept overwhelm as what things should be. Everywhere you turn, someone's trying to sell you something, and then, on top of that, you're being pulled in every which way by your friends, by your family, by so-called leaders, by influencers, total strangers, and anybody who can use the internet as their virtual bully pulpit in one form or another. Before you know it, it's just too much, and you find yourself in overwhelm. Overwhelm takes a couple of different forms. For some people, this leads to a breakdown emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and sometimes even physically. For some people, it just leads to them shutting down and they close themselves off to life, the universe, and everything because it's all just too much. Often, we do not recognize the danger. And this is one of the biggest downsides of our instant, constant connectivity and the bombardment of messages in our environments on top of this acceptance of human interaction needing to be constant and ongoing and unchecked. And before you know it, this potent proof ferments, and now you've got a 200% alcohol proof idea that's just too much for anybody. A lot of this is because society has reached this point where constant necessary connectivity has become the norm, and we've accepted it as such, as though this is the way things have always been. And we're increasingly indoctrinated into this idea to the point where people just don't recognize the danger. For example, according to Gallup, as of 2022, 72% of people have their mobile phone with them when they go to sleep. 
They take it into the bedroom. Now, yes, a lot of people are using it as their alarm clock. I know I've done that. But a lot of people are still on their screens right before bed. They're on their screens immediately upon waking up. And they're setting themselves up for this inundation of information. It wasn't always this way. Not so long ago, you only got your news and information a couple of times a day. Then, cable news brought us the 24-hour news cycle. And before you knew it, news of the world was instantaneously at your fingertips. There it was. And there was nothing you could do but absorb it or ignore it. And with the internet, that's become even bigger and even worse. Back to this Gallup poll of the 72% of people having their mobile phone on them when they go to sleep, 64% of people, first thing in the morning, check their phone. So they either pick it up from wherever they left it the night before or whatever, and they automatically start their day overwhelming themselves with all this news and information. And I get it. We've created all these concepts of this new normal that exists in our world where we just accept that when you're driving down the highway, there's 20 billboards advertising different things within a quarter mile of one another, where advertising is wrapped around some cars, where it's on various buses. Everywhere you turn, there it is. We go into a restaurant or a bar and there's always music and something else going on. We are constantly bombarded, and this new normal we've been given of the way life is supposed to be, where we have constant, frequent information, is not such a thing that it's been like this forever. But that's what they try to sell us, that this is how it's always been. But let's be realistic, it's not. The smartphone, as we currently know it, which is one of the larger causes of the problems of overwhelm we have these days, didn't really come into being until 2010. Yes, they were invented around 1994, but they didn't become commonplace until the iPhone and then the Android phone in 2007 and 2008 became popularized and became the norm when it came to our mobile technology. Now, pretty much everybody has a smartphone of one form or another, and we have this amazing connectivity, but it gets abused and it gets put into a place where we practically worship it. Before you know it, you're so overwhelmed by everything that you just lose perspective, lose awareness, and you have no idea how on earth you got there. This is why I'm constantly talking about this mental health crisis we're in the middle of right now. Following the pandemic, following everything involving COVID-19, we had this period of time where we were just bombarded by information while we were primarily locking ourselves away in our homes. And we were doing these things that were necessary, but were deeply distressing. And we were faced with more uncertainty than we've ever seen before. And we were being bombarded by information from all kinds of sources, both legitimate and not legitimate, concerns, questions, unknowns, and it was incredibly overwhelming. And yet, we've barely touched the surface of this. We've barely addressed this as a society. And let's be honest, mental health does not get the proper attention it should get. It's too often shunted as being less important than physical health. But everybody is made of four components when it comes to their health, wellness, and well-being. And that's not just the physical, but you have to add to it the mental, emotional, and spiritual. 
I believe most people, when they wrap the term mental health, it's going around the emotional and the spiritual as well because they're all intangibles and they're all interconnected. So what can you do about this? For starters, you can recognize overwhelm in yourself. The only person in your head, heart, and soul is you. There is nobody else who can think, feel, intend, or act for you. And if you don't do it, nobody else can or will do it for you. You're it. You're the only you that there is. Ergo, you and only you can determine if you're feeling overwhelmed. And it's not hard to recognize. All you have to do is practice basic mindfulness. Mindfulness, of course, is active conscious awareness, and it only works in the here and now, in the present. All you need to do in order to engage your mindfulness and be more self-aware is ask yourself questions like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What are my intentions? What am I doing or not doing? Each of these questions can only genuinely be answered here and now. They are products of the now. They are pieces of mindfulness. When you ask these questions and create those answers, it's not creating the answers. You find the answers. They're already there. You engage your conscious mind and you're engaged with your mindset, headspace, psyche, self here and now. Why the now? Why is this so important? Because the only time that's genuinely, truly real is now. Outside of the here and now, the future is unwritten. So you don't know what it's going to be. And the past has come and gone. And often our biases, prejudices, environments, experience, take your pick, color the past in such a way that we create things like nostalgia, where we want to go back to this kinder, gentler time that didn't actually exist. This is part of where the overwhelm comes in. This is part of where we are just inundated and bombarded by information. A lot of things talk about fixing your past, prepping for the future, but they don't talk about being present here and now. When you stop and consider all the data that you are absorbing daily, whether passive or active, subconscious or conscious, it's really apparent that it's a lot. There is so much being thrown in your direction. There's a very high chance that as you're listening to me, you're doing something else right now. You might be on your commute. You might be taking a walk. The idea here is that we're multitasking. It's something that we all believe we need to be doing more of. And yet, science will tell you that by and large, multitasking is a lie. Nobody can genuinely multitask. When you pause and you recognize that you're being overwhelmed, that you see that there is just too much, you have the power to do something about it. This comes down to choice. We live in a world where all these messages are constantly scrabbling for our attention. And before you know it, we decide what we allow to reach us and not reach us. And just to add a wrinkle to this, if we're not paying attention subconsciously, we're still absorbing information. We are still taking in all these things that are constantly bombarding us. And before you know it, if you're not 
making active choices for your mindfulness and being consciously aware, your subconscious is going to end up doing the driving. And before you know it, by rote and by routine, you're somewhere you don't actually desire to be. Or you find yourself completely overwhelmed and wondering how on earth you got there. You can choose to mindfully take steps and actions to reduce, lessen, and fix the impact of overwhelm. And we're going to get into a bunch of these when I get to this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool, which we're going to make a little longer than normal because it's key to dealing with overwhelm. And the first step is recognizing and acknowledging it. Once you do that, now you can work mindfully to do something with it, to make any necessary changes in order to deal with that overwhelm and take steps to reduce it, to get away from it, or to take it into control in some way so that it's not overwhelming you quite so easily. We live in a society that likes us living subconsciously. We want people to be going by automatic rote and routine. We don't want them asking too many questions. All you have to do is look at certain politicians and you'll see it right there for yourself. They love when nobody thinks about what they're actually saying. They just want you to buy the platitudes they're throwing at you. That's part of the inundation of information that overwhelms us so badly. But... We each have a choice to do something with that. And via mindfulness, you can be more self-aware. And when you're more self-aware, you can take greater control of what you're absorbing and you can work to not be so easily overwhelmed. And when you are overwhelmed, there are steps you can take to reduce that sensation. Let's get into that now. This week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool is all about overwhelm reduction. Each of the tools I'm about to present to you are things that can reduce the overwhelm in your life. I am no expert. I do not have a degree in any of these things. I don't have a degree in psychology. However, what I do have is life experience. And every one of the tools I'm presenting to you today, I have used myself. Okay, so let's get into some of these Overwhelm Reduction Tools in this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness. Tool number one, put away your smartphone. We have this tremendous fear of missing out that they've abbreviated to be FOMO. You know what? It's okay to miss out sometimes. We don't need to be constantly on top of this information. So what can you do about it? Put it away. Put away your smartphone. Put away the tablet. Put down the laptop and walk away. I do not sleep with my phone next to me at night. My phone is left in my office the next room over. The only time I bring the phone in with me is if I absolutely need an alarm, if I got to get up well before my normal wake-up time. But I tend to wake up at the same time every day, which I know is not the case for everybody. But my point here is this. Do yourself a favor and step away from the technology. That is a big part of what causes the overwhelm. Some people will blame all of it on the tech, and I can't do that because the tech is very useful. But we have to make smarter choices as to what we do with it. So, tool number one, put away your smartphone, tablet, computer, whatever tech you've got. Tool number two, go to nature or go out on the water. Go somewhere without the constant 
advertisements and messages being bombarded at you. Two places you can do this are, first, go for a walk in nature. Now, when you do this, please don't take your smartphone with you if you can help it, or if you must, turn it off or turn off the sound at least. Don't listen to it as you're walking. Don't put a podcast on as you're out in nature. Be in nature. Be present wherever you are, but do it somewhere where you're disconnected from all the crazy. You could also do this on the water. Go out on a boat, a kayak, a canoe, whatever. But when you're out on the water like this and somewhere where you don't necessarily need to be connected, disconnect and be wholly present. Tool number three, journal therapy. Regularly journal. Write down all the things going on in your life and what's overwhelming you. This can be incredibly empowering because by writing it down, you put it in front of you in a way that you can go, yeah, this is what's going on. Now I can look at it and say, now I know what to do to deal with it. You can also take this a step further and then whatever you've written down, especially if you put it on a page, which for this form of journaling, I'm talking about handwriting in a book. You could always tear out the page and rip it up or burn it or do something of that nature to help alleviate that overwhelm. The fourth and final tool that I'm going to present is something called the Vessel of Overwhelm. This is a visualization tool I just learned recently from my therapist, and I think it's amazing, and I have her permission to share it. So here's how this works. Find a place where you have privacy for at least five minutes. Then take a deep breath. Visualize a container of some sort, and it should be a container you know, so it should be a bag or a backpack or a box or something of that nature that you're familiar with, so that while you're visualizing it, you can really sense that it's with you. Visualize looking at it, feeling it, the texture, the touch, the weight, etc. Then, visualize opening the container, whatever it is, box, backpack, whatever. Once this vessel of overwhelm is open, take everything that's currently impacting you, whether it's internal or external, mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual, and place it, one item at a time, inside the vessel. There is no weight limit. This is a bag of holding. You can put everything you want in here, and you can take all your pains, fears, discomforts, annoyances, whatever they are, on whatever level they're impacting you, all the things that are overwhelming you, and you can put them in this vessel. Things that you do not have any desire to deal with now, or things that, frankly, you don't need to deal with, like a lot of the outside influence things. Take all these items and put them in the vessel. Once you're done with that, seal it, zip up the backpack, close the box, and then if you can, lock it up tight. If you need to, go lock it in another room visually. Put it in a safe. Put it somewhere where it is secure and it is away. Now that you have taken all these things that are overwhelming you, put them in the vessel of overwhelm and then locked it away, take some deep breaths in and out and stay with this visualization of the things that you removed and placed in the vessel. Once you return to yourself and you open your eyes after having done this, Consider how you feel. You might even want to write it down. Now, I don't know about you, but when I started using this idea, it really made me feel freer, like I was actually removing these unnecessary, undesired things from my existence and reducing my overwhelm. Have fun with this. 
Visualization can be a really cool tool. This and all these tools to help you reduce overwhelm are incredibly empowering, and you are worthy and deserving of greater self-awareness and the empowerment that comes with it. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Mahoney. She's the creator of my original cover art. Do me a solid and take a moment to visit her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com and check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon and other online retailers. I hope you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve your life experience as well as that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please, be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.